0: start the episode. This is just a spoiler warning. We will be spoiling the three movies we talk about, Sharknado 4, 5, and 6. So, if you plan on watching those movies anytime soon, uh, go ahead and watch them and come back to this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great time. All right. One, two... Uh, okay, I'm going to clarify. We're going to clap on the number three. So okay. when I say two, get, like start clapping. So one, two, three. <sighs> we'll get it someday. All right, guys, welcome back to the Social Outcast Podcast, episode two. Um, we can't really do the weekly review because these are all going to be released the same day. So we're going to get right to it. Um, Today we're going, or this episode, we're going to be reviewing Frankenweenie, the 1984 version, which was based on an original idea by Tim Burton. As I just said, it was directed by Tim Burton. It was released in 1984. It is considered a short comedy drama sci-fi. So I don't, would it be, I don't know the order. That You would say that. But um the main character, Victor Frankenstein, is played by Barrett Oliver, who is known for The NeverEnding Story. Have you seen that, Ollie? I
1: have not.
0: Okay, that is a crime. I, the NeverEnding Story is amazing.
1: I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for that one.
0: Like, if this was not a podcast... I would make you listen to the theme song right now.
1: I know the theme song, I'm pretty from. sure. I've heard it.
0: Have you seen Stranger Things? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they sing, sing it. At in the end. End. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So he... The other actors... Shelley Duvall. Duvall plays the mom. Susan Frankenstein. She is in The Shining. That's That looks like the only thing she's known for. Yeah. And then Daniel Stern is the father. He is in Home Alone. He's Marv in Home Alone. And then he is in... Oh, what else is he in? He's in Monk. He's Sheriff Fletcher. And he is the narrator in Family Guy. So... Tim Burton, if you guys don't know, he is famous for his um, really weird movies. Uh, he directed Edward Scissorhands, The Corpse Bride, Frank and Weenie, Sweeney Todd, um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, other Frank and Weenie, Alice in Wonderland, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, he's directed a lot of creepy stuff. And just kind of weird. Oh, he's definitely weird. He directed Pee-wee's, um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Have you seen it? It's an older one.
1: I've seen a lot of his films.
0: Pee-wee?
1: I don't believe I've seen that one, but I've seen all of the other ones.
0: supposed to. I'm so proud of you, Ollie. <laughs> I
1: apparently like Tim Burton. I mean, I've watched a lot of his movies. Out of all of it, Tim Burton's movies, what is your favorite, Adam? Um, Did he direct Beetlejuice?
0: I believe so. I thought he did. Yeah, he directed Beetlejuice. That was my favorite. I thought that was a really good movie.
1: Probably a tie, either. Probably Corpse Bride, either.
0: I don't think, I, I, I think I've listened to the soundtrack of that, but I don't think I've seen it.
1: It's a good movie.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's on my list to see. So, getting on, we're on to our first segment, Superb Scenes. So, Ollie, what were your favorite scenes in this show? I,
1: I mean, I like the scene where Sparky, who is newly transformed and alive, after being hit by a car, um, they bring him downstairs to meet all the neighbors, and the neighbors do not react well to him. They are very afraid, although he does look mostly the same as he did when he was alive. Yeah. But he garnered a very big reaction. from
0: Like, the way I would compare their reaction was like, well, what I compared it, like, Sparky just looks like the way they acted was very inappropriate. Like... Sparky was hit by a car, he did have a carpet somehow sewed onto his back, but he didn't deserve how they treated him. They were freaking out way too much.
1: But I believe those reactions were, you know, throughout the entire film, that seems to be the general way that these people act, is in a very over-the-top manner. I guess... Although, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like they had to set that thing on fire and, like, almost kill Victor, but they did, so.
0: No, that one was an accident, because the old guy fell. They didn't mean to set it on fire. They just meant to kill the dog.
1: Well,
0: they almost killed the boy instead, so, I mean,
1: <laughs> they were getting there, kind of.
0: <laughs> they almost did manslaughter. What other scenes did you like?
1: Uh, I was resurrected. I like the scene in when they're looking at the frog and their um, teacher shows them how electricity can move the frog and Victor's like, yes, this is what I will do to my dead dog and then he does it in the middle of the night. I like that's a strange reaction to have but
0: you know what, he did it and I'm proud of him for it. You're proud of him. I'm not. I think that kid is messed up in the head.
1: I mean, he did it very miraculous I mean, He brought the dead back to life.
0: So you gotta give him credit for that. Yeah, I don't know. But I would say my favorite scene was definitely... I had two. The first one was definitely when the dog drinks water after being resurrected. And he has holes in his neck that are spewing water. (laughs) And, ooh, that was a good scene. But it was very closely followed by the credit scene when they are showing all of the graveyards, or all the grave headstones at the pet graveyard. And they had um, a graveyard for... Bubbles, which was a goldfish. They had um, Goodbye Kitty. Uh, They just had some really funny headstones. Those were a good Adam. Yeah. It was just, like, overall... One of the things that was really special about the film was the acting. Because it was very clear this was one of tim burton's earlier movies
1: i think it was also very clear that the style that tim burton was going for and the way that he had
0: the characters react well it was like it was weird because it was his it was pre-creepy it was like it wasn't very unsettling it was just kind of funny you know it wasn't a creepy film which isn't usual for tim burton Like, normally, like, no matter what they're doing, the characters are acting creepy in some way. Or one of the characters is. Yes. One of the other things that was really funny about the show was, um, when I was watching it for the first time, I saw this... I saw him, uh, I saw how he lifted up the dog, um, into the roof, and then it was struck by lightning, and I said, you know, I understand how, Vic, like, the original Frankenstein would have had to lift his brother, because if you don't know the original story, he's bringing his brother back to life, but he has to lift his brother up because it's a human, but if it's a dog, couldn't you just hook it up to a couple car batteries and call it good, and, Sure enough, at the end of the film, when the dog dies for a second time, they hook him up to about 12 car batteries and <laughs> rev their engines, and poop, he's back alive.
1: Oh, well, you just have good ideas.
0: I know I should be a movie director. <laughs>
1: Maybe you're closer to victory than you like to admit.
0: It wasn't Victor's idea, it was the dad's. Don't compare me to that creepy kid. You mean the child that brought his dead dog back to life? It's creepy, Ollie! It's not funny! It's just creepy!
1: I mean, he did have to dig the dog back up, which was a little weird.
0: Yeah, and he carries it in a bag.
1: It's a bit of a strange move on his
0: part, but... You know what? Do they put dogs in coffins? I, mean, I thought they cremated all dogs too.
1: Depends. Go to the vet, they'll cremate it if you want them
0: to. So I really thought that- Do they actually bury- And if- so, if they bury a pet- You know, Google, answer my question. Do pets get coffins?
1: I think most of the time, if you bury your pet, you would bury it in the ground without a coffin.
0: Well, if you bury it at home. Oh, no pet caskets. Ah. Wow. You can order them on Amazon. (laughs) Fun. Why can you order it? Oh no! They have one that looks like it's tinfoil.
1: Tinfoil? Yeah, it looks like you're gonna cook the dog. It's unfortunate. Oh. Poor Sparky. Oh, that's really funny.
0: Okay, anyway, <laughs> back to the movie. Um, yeah, so that was, the kid was very unsettling.
1: He doing his best.
0: Uh yeah. So I think we're gonna move on to curdling clips. So what was bad about the movie?
1: I don't know if there was anything truly bad about the movie. Like I wouldn't say like it was a bad film. Um I know you pointed this out at the end of the movie when they Use their car batteries. There's really like, inconsistency with the fact that
0: that was a beautiful scene, Ollie.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but you just because you like put more gas out doesn't necessarily mean more electricity.
0: It's yeah, I did say
1: that. <laughs> you gave it to me, so.
0: Well, I do have one, so I have several. My first complaint was that he used a Dalmatian rug to cover up a piece of dead skin on the dog. I thought, like, if this kid's this smart, he can figure out a way to get a little bit of money and get matching colors. Like, he doesn't need a Dalmatian skin. And then he also didn't—he used giant yarn to sew the dog back together. And, like, later his mom is fixing up the sewing, and she's still using the yarn, and I'm like— just use some fish, fishing line. You won't even see the scars. It'll just like it'll like you'll see a scar, but you won't see these giant yarn balls. And the other thing is they left the um they left the notches in where they were gonna where he electrocuted him. And you should have been able to remove those. Like these people were just not thinking straight. I do. And then they didn't take him to the vet. Yeah, they, that, that is true. They didn't take
1: him to the vet.
0: They needed to get his tags updated because he was alive again.
1: <laughs> True, but I believe that before them sewing him up with yarn and, you know, there being a random donation run on him had more to do with the stylistic things of them wanting how they wanted the dog to look rather than, you know, them actually being like, let's think through how to make the dog look alive again.
0: I guess. And I still thought that they should have made it look more alive. But
1: then it would make even less sense, I think,
0: are afraid of I guess. So, we're not going to do Egg Hunt for this episode because there weren't, it was a really short film, so there weren't many references. Um,. We kind of covered funny moments and the superb scenes, but one thing we can talk about, or we can do, is we can compare it to. Both of us have seen the full two and a or two-hour Frankenweenie, um, the claymation one. Uh, and both times when you were watching it, you kept being like, "I think I've seen this," and uh, I was doing the same thing when I first saw it because I realized it was very close to Frankenweenie. And which is the exact same story. He just adapted it um, from the live-action 30-minute version.
1: It's been a long time since I've seen this version of it, so you might have to do more the comparing with mm. that. But I will say, well, there is a lot of scenes that are very, very similar. Like I thought, I was like, yeah, I've definitely seen this before, but I'm pretty sure I've just seen the two-hour-long one compared to this yeah, one with like, the 30 minutes
0: they like it was really um i think some of the actors were even the same in the movie and versus the short but it was really cool because rewatching it they definitely had the same air about them like they f- like it felt like you were watching the same movie but with people it
1: definitely kept like true to what
0: he was doing, right? Well, that was the original.
1: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying in like in the um, second one that he made, he kept it very close to this original one.
0: Yeah. I guess it makes sense cuz it is his work, but
1: But at, um, when did the um when did he remake it? Like what year?
0: 2012, I believe.
1: So that's kind I of can... impressive that he didn't want to change more than he did. Like he felt happy with the work that we made. Cause I feel like
0: yeah, if, 2012.
1: If people usually, if they have the opportunity to go back, they definitely change a lot more, so it's good that he like, actually made something that he was so happy with. Yeah.
0: It actually looks like... um. Sorry. Uh, It actually looks like it's only an hour and a half, the new movie. Which is okay, but... It was really kind of cool the way it's like stayed the same throughout his creations but also like he still made he like the dog it's claymation right but it still somehow reminds you of the live action dog and vice versa like it was really strange but it was really good
1: it. It's definitely a gift film halloween
0: time yeah definitely is definitely is a good halloween movie
1: as many as tim burton's films are
0: that's true so we're on to the last segment ratings so ollie how many ugly animals would you give this film i'm gonna give it
1: Four point five
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. It was, it was really good. Like, in Tim Burton's weird way, it was really good.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, I didn't really have
0: any problems
1: with it. I just don't. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take, um, like, something that's absolutely amazing for me to get it 5 out
0: of 5. Yeah. How was. Um, yeah, it was just. It was a generally a good film. Um, it really does deserve a f- 4.5 out of 5. It was. Yeah. I don't feel like we're even taking any pity on it or anything. It just was a generally good movie.
1: It was a good movie, yeah.
0: yeah. And my advice is watch that one before you watch the new one. Like. It really, it's really an interesting experience to compare them.
1: I yeah, it's definitely cool to see a comparison between them.
0: All right, so we got one more episode to record today, one more episode for you guys to listen to. So this is the Social Outcast Podcast signing off. Have a good day, guys.